This is Internet Marketing. by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, a bit of shameless self-promotion, because Site Visibility has recently published the Ultimate Content Promotion Guide. It's the most comprehensive guide to date, and in it, they break down all the content marketing promotion tactics, tricks, and tools you'll ever need to help you achieve content marketing success. You can download the guide, plus a handy printable content promotion checklist for free, by going to bit.ly, bit.ly, slash ultimate hyphen content or ultimate dash content depending on what you fancy but hyphens and dashes are pretty much the same to me today i'm joined by kevin lee vp of marketing at buffer kevin how are you doing i'm great thanks thanks so much for having me on oh it's an absolute pleasure and you're in boise in idaho aren't you in the united states of america I am hidden up there in the the top left corner. Yes, the top left. I was the top. I always thought I was at the bottom. I'm I'm terrible with my geography of America. <laughs> What's the weather doing over there right now? It's very spring like. It's lovely. Yeah, we have foothills. We have little mountains. Grass is growing. It's wonderful. It's very similar here in Brighton, actually, in terms of being spring like. We don't quite have the mountains. We just well, we have the the South Downs. But I'm sure 900 meters is absolutely dwarfed by your beautiful mountains. <laughs> it doesn't quite, not quite up to snuff, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was 900 feet, I think. Not, actually, 900 meters would be quite impressive. I think they're about 900 feet. Um, anyway, less of the uh, geography and, and, the, and, the, and the weather. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Kevan, and, and just remind us what Buffer is. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm the VP of Marketing at Buffer, and Buffer is a brand-building platform. We focus on your social media brand and identity. So you can plan content, schedule content, you can reply to all your customers and audience who reach out to you on social, and you can dig deep into analytics to find out what's working and to do more of it. Because I remember, I mean, the last time I used Buffer was, I, I know people that use it on a regular basis, but the last time I used it was quite some time ago. And I was using it to schedule, I think I was using it to schedule tweets. Mm-hmm. Can you still do that with Buffer? Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the one of the much-loved use cases. We also do Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Wow. Uh, we did Google Plus up until a few weeks ago, but it's it's no more. Now, I want to talk about, uh, I, I know I'm going to get tongue-tied on this, a bit of a hodgepodge of various things. Because you've written some quite interesting things in your, your blog, and one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, content marketing social media and, and what you think, uh, or, or, or what, I was going to say what you think, but, we're already in 2019, but what does this look like in 2019 to you? Yeah, I think it's been changing a lot over the last few years. We've had this crush of content, so things have changed in terms of distribution and traffic and referrals and all these different different metrics that you could have somewhat easier beforehand. I think now it becomes a bit harder to get content marketing to work as quickly as you might expect, and I think it just requires a different perspective on it. So what we're seeing with content marketing is this shift more toward high quality, narrative storytelling, experiential content. When you think of something like what Wistia did recently, where they have these one, one 10, 100 video series where they use different budgets to come up with different videos. Like that's, that's an immersive experience. When you think of podcasting, like that's also an immersive experience, very high quality. So we're, we're just seeing content shift in these subtle directions where it's less about blasting your content out there. It's more about crafting this really high quality on-brand piece of content that people can get immersed into. And I think you see the same extent to social media where it's less about this 
this spray and pray approach where you get as much out there as fast as you can. It's more about building relationships, being authentic, extending your brand onto social so people can really get to know you. I like this because in your blog post, uh, you talked about, I, I assume this went out just before Christmas, but you were talking about, you were trying to predict, weren't you, what was happening in, in, um, well, in the following year, which is this year now, 2019. And one of the things you mentioned was interactive posts. I mean, you, you, you gave a couple of examples there. Do you see it happening? Do you think that's a trend that's going to carry on? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because it's very resource intensive to make these things. You have to have potentially a developer or at least a really high quality designer who can make these these more experiential type posts and content. So it's tricky in the sense that it takes a lot more to get that stuff made. But I do think it is the stuff that brings the best results long term for brands. Uh, you can produce long form content still and get good search rankings and things like that. But when it comes to this brand experience of really making memorable content that will have the biggest impact yes i think more brands will be turning to these experiential type posts and you also mentioned podcasting there uh, i mean that is a tremendous way to be authentic which is another thing you mentioned where do you see podcasting going in the, in, the, in the next year or two i mean we're seeing a lot of sort of quite high quality ones come out aren't we uh, i remember when i yeah. started podcasting in 2005 it was quite easy to to get noticed but it's, it's more difficult now where do you see it going in the next year or two yeah i think that's been interesting also so it's kind of dovetailed with this content push as well there's so much content out there these days so what we're looking for with podcasting is how do you stand out how are you unique you can do that through a different way of narrative storytelling so rather than potentially a, an interview format you might choose to do more of this journalistic take or this very highly produced you know sound sound bites and clips and very very well cut together type of podcast i think we're also looking at varying the length of podcast too so you know you can do like the the new york times podcast where it's this quick hit every minute of what what's happening versus a type like a joe rogan podcast which is hours long of interviews like there's those are very different types of types of shows and I think there's only so much room in your life for two or three hour interviews. So I imagine we'll see more brands focus on those immediate, timely, shorter form podcasts looking forward. Certainly interesting. I've often wondered, actually, if it's possible to do a sub 60 second podcast. But uh, I don't know if, anyone, if anyone's ever done it. Um, That'd be fascinating. It would be, wouldn't it? Um, I want to talk about uh, just, just moving on to a different area at the moment. Um, how to build a marketing team? Because this is obviously something you've got loads of experience with. This is what you do, or one of the things that you do at, at Buffer. And I was particularly interested on sort of hiring various roles and seeing if people fit to the roles. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great one. Building teams can be one of the most important things you do. I don't think I recognized how important it was when I was when I was being hired and they were building a team with me as part of it. Now that I have a chance to do that myself, I can see that these things really do magnify as time goes on. Like It's really, really important to get hiring right. When I'm doing hiring, there are a couple of different qualities I look for in folks. One of them is that you have curiosity. I think curiosity is apparent in the way that you are always seeking to learn new things so you have this approach of i may not know how to do it now but i'll figure it out yeah. so a very growth mindset and then another thing we look for is drive so are you both are you, are you curious to learn new things and are you driven in order to make things happen in order to get results for the work that you're doing to take a role and to take it to the next level and kind of develop it beyond beyond even its initial scope i think that is something that 
is really, really valuable for teams, especially small teams, to have people with curiosity and drive because especially as, as I'm sure you know in marketing, you end up wearing lots of different hats. Yeah. So you have to learn a lot of different skills and you have to be delivering results at the same time. So curiosity and drive make a huge difference. It does remind me actually a little bit of uh, software development hiring where curiosity, if I can even say it correctly, curiosity and driver are quite a big thing. It's a, In software development, things move on at quite a high rate. I'm assuming that's also fairly true with marketing because we're always seeing new techniques or evolutions of existing techniques, aren't we? I think so, yeah. In software, you might see technology changing and mm. in marketing, you see tactics changing. And so you have to be curious enough to find out what the next thing is and driven enough to carve out the time to experiment and figure it out and make it happen now i want to sort of uh, move on to something that's a little bit related but but not quite as related as before which is marketing strategy and particularly frameworks to use keys to communicating the strategy keeping track accountability all that sort of thing what are your thoughts there kevin yeah, it's interesting to tie it back to hiring. I think bringing in the right people is really important and then giving them a consistent, clear message of what you're all about is equally important. So getting pointed in the right direction. So that's where strategy comes in for us. And there's a diff- several different ways that we've tried in order to come up with strategy and think about strategy at Buffer. One of the favorite ones that I've done is the Jim Collins framework. And what that is, is you figure out your, your company's values, you figure out your company's purpose, you write a vivid description to describe what it looks like when you've when you're achieving this vision and purpose, and then you have a BHAG, which is a you know a, a very big, hairy, audacious goal that you're reaching for. So is that an, acro- things, is that an acronym? BHAG. It is. What does yeah, it stand for? Big, big, hairy, audacious goal. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. <laughs> the team likes rallying around that one. So, yeah, you come up with something like like Google's would be to organize the world's information. Like that is very audacious and probably very hairy as they're finding. So, you want to find something that's huge like that, and then you also want to have something that you know. What does this look like when we're successful? There, like practically, tactically speaking, what does this actually mean for us? And so, you have these two components where you can really see the the goal way off in the horizon, but you also see what it takes to get there. And then being able to communicate that regularly, consistently to your team, whether it be in a weekly stand-up or a monthly meeting or at least quarterly, they kind of understand this is this is where we're moving. This is why our work matters and how our work fits into this larger narrative. What would you say are the, are the most um, common mistakes that are made in the, in the management of marketing teams in your experience, Kevin? Yeah, I think one of the mistakes can be micromanaging. I probably make the mistake of going to the opposite end of the spectrum and leaving leaving people too autonomous. But I think the risk with micromanaging is that you that there's several things that you lose when you micromanage. You lose the innate creativity and new perspectives that your individual teammates can bring. And going back to hiring, if you've hired the right folks, ideally you have a team that is very capable of doing this work. Also, when you micromanage, you kind of, you kind of take away that person's sense of belonging and significance to the team where they feel like they have to they can't do anything right or need to rely on you. And that's, that's not great for their morale or their productivity. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tend to think that marketing managers definitely have a lot of context, which is great and very true. I think it's also a risk to think that we have all the answers. And so I often try to make sure that I'm bringing up answers from, from the people who work with me because I don't, uh, I think I, I often think of another acronym hippo, which is the highest, 
paid person's opinion. Like I don't want any hippo on my team because like I, my opinion is only if we go with my opinion, because I'm the highest paid person, that's not a very good reason to go with it at all. So I, I try to discount my own opinions um, in favor of hearing voices from others. Well, Kevin, we've covered a few areas here. What would you say? Because we have a lot of people listening that, um, you know, they might manage marketing teams or they might be the marketing team. Um, out of all the things you've spoken about today, if you had one top tip or takeaway for our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, I would say stay curious. Keep that growth mindset. I am fortunate to be where I am today, having started in a non-management role and had the privilege to grow into a management role. And I, I do think curiosity was a key part of that. So make sure you surround yourself with a variety of different people and voices. Uh, give yourself a variety of sources of content when you're subscribing to things on social or through blogs. And just be a voracious learner. I think it will lead to great things for you and your teams. I couldn't agree more. There's nothing like lifelong learning. Agreed. Are you a great reader, Kevin? Do you have a list of books on the go at the time, anytime? I do, yes. I uh, I read over 100 last year, which was super fun. And this year, I've decided to read very long books. So I've read two so far this year. So I, I'm off the pace, <laughs> but wow. it, it's been a fun experience. Are these like textbooks or, or like storybooks? They're as thick as textbooks, yeah. But no, they're a story. They're, they're, story. they're fiction. Yeah, it's always good to read. So thanks so much for coming on. Um, how can our listeners find out uh, more about you, Kevin, and Buffer? Yeah, thank you. So you can find me on my website, kevinlee.com, K-E-V-A-N-L-E-E.com. And Buffer, we'd love to have you come check us out over at buffer.com. And same thing on Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. I'm at Kevin Lee, and we're at Buffer. Thanks a lot, Kevin. And thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes will be in the usual place, which is sitevisibility.co.uk slash im podcast please leave us a review if you're enjoying the show hopefully a good one um if you've got any questions or suggestions there is an email podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk you can tweet at sitevisibility uh, we have a site visibility group on linkedin that's all from me andy and it's all from kevin thanks all great chat with you andy thanks kevin and we'll see you next time on internet marketing This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. How are they going to get paid? Feeling emoji shrug about your money situation, but no, you need to get it together? Get Money is a personal finance podcast for anyone who is done with confusing and boring AF financial advice. Does that mean friends just text you questions about money all the time? Just Constantly. for some free advice? All day, every day. What's the most common question you get asked? Does this look infected? Let Get Money Podcast help you get your finances together. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.